This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Zach, and I play a large scale dream, a half high elf blade singer wizard, member of the Weavers Guild, and a special legionnaire of the Pandemonium. And this is Advantage. Last time in episode 2.23, the Unknown Associates parlayed with Toromir Ambar a wealthy business tycoon of sorts with power, money, and perhaps most importantly, issue with the reign of King Greysunder. They needed the Ambar Pressurized Plumbing Foundation to bankroll the treasonous missions of the Red Case and allow the revolutionaries to print propaganda on its printing presses. When a deal was struck, the team gathered for one last time, preparing to part ways and commence the overthrow of a fascist king. And that's where we'll pick up. The interior highlands that separates Hawa Rum from Delve Deep are the highest in the cusp. It has been millennia since the heavy, dark snowstorms lifted to reveal their true heights. The first cartographers from the Keepers labeled this range the Giantland, describing both their absurd altitude and the terrifyingly strong 18-foot-tall monsters who live there. Until recently, the quickest and safest way to ship goods from Delve Deep to Hawarum was by subverting the Giantland completely by detouring through the Dwarven capital, Helbardor. It took nearly a century to complete, but now a through tunnel connects the two cities directly, starting here at the bottom of Delvedeep's Valley, at the ruins of an ancient mine that pierces west into the towering mountains of the Giantland. You can hear the massive fans pumping fresh forced air deep into the tunnel. The four of you are disguised and in queue alongside dwarven merchants and musk ox pulled caravans. Uh, what's the line order here? Uh, I guess me first. I'm the dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you going to be just constantly with the, the hat on? I think I have to, yeah. I think for um, sake of being able to see, Ulrich is second. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'll bring up the rear. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like by height. Um, according to the signage, the group running the, this process here are apparently some sort of protection company in charge of the tunnel's security. The highway, especially at the overnight stoppage point midway through, isn't the safest, so the business will mark each wagon, person, or pack with a piece of flagging as a warning to the bandits that those particular items are under watch. Uh, the gray-haired lady at the podium says, Next, did you understand the operation? Any questions? No, I think I think we got it, right, guys? No. Hey, ma'am, you calm down. This is for the dwarf in front of you. <laughs> the operations? Yes, did you understand? What are you planning on marking? Just ourselves and our personal uh, goods. No large shipments. You say our... Uh, are you in a group, sir? 
myself and the three behind me, the gnome. Ah, you're doing the whole pay it forward thing, huh? Yes. <laughs> That's nice of you. That's nice of you. Let's see, it's five silver per person and one dollar per bag. So that, or sorry, one silver <laughs> per bag. So that comes out to mm, 24 silver, it looks like, right? Do you have any silver? I have some gold. At a, in gold, that's like... Yeah, it'd be two gold, four silver, right? Yes, correct. It's $24 and gold is a $10 bill. Gotcha. Right. So I give her the next gold piece up. Keep the change. Oh, that guy, I mean, I can give you an extra piece of flagging if you want it, just to mark something else. Could come in handy. Yeah. I mean, the till's got to match up at the end of the day. My bosses are big on that. Oh. Mm. I, feel feel that. I would love to keep it, but we're being monitored. Extra flagging. <laughs> Mark that down. The tunnel itself is fairly unremarkable. Uh, It's perfectly straight, two-lane underground highway. The walls are still rough from the boring machines, but the streets have been smoothed. Whale oil lanterns hang from the ceiling every 20 or 30 yards, occasionally catching water droplets in their light as they fall down into the drainage ditch that separates the two lanes. This trek is monotonous and endlessly dull. Please uh, describe some of the people that you see on this journey. Well, a lot of them are monotonous and endlessly dull. <laughs> endlessly dull. <laughs> They're like those, like just like, like the, the trip itself. The pixies in um, Fairly Odd Parents. Oh yeah, yeah. We're the like opposite. That financial guy. Yeah, they're the opposite of the fairies, where they're not very vibrant. Serious Nickelodeon. It's like if the color gray was just like people. That's that's what we see. It's, it's such that it is literally a blur. But a lot of them are actually wearing brown. Oh, so it's the color brown. brown. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but the variations on brown. For example, dark brown, tan, light brown, buckskin, ox skin. <laughs> we go on. The different stains and varnishes. Oh. It's, it's oh. like watching paint dry, but with people. Dust brown. Almost eggshell white, but not quite. What, is this like that scene from American Psycho with the like the cards? Bone. We're, bit, we're describing the business card. Uh-huh. It's eggshell. Oh, like, yeah. Every second conversation we overhear is about the weather. <laughs> Which is funny because you're underground. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's uh, pretty sure they... here. Wait, isn't there like a fan pushing here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but there's like a, a oh, distinct. Oh, it seems like, like the same rate as yesterday. <laughs> like a distinct formulaic insistence to their like small talk like what an apt metaphor right they're they're discussing the weather that doesn't exist because they need small talk (laughs) like oh yeah i remember the last time i saw the sun oh boy okay so now i i like this i like this idea that there are people that like run this route all the time Uh oh Oof. All uh, uh, cross-country truckers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And especially because, uh, like, cross-country truckers that only run at night when the roads are more clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They all, like, know each other a little bit. <laughs> They're all with their CD videos. <laughs> Niner, Niner. What are some good call signs for these dwarves? Well, that's the, the great thing is because, like, dwarf last names are already fantastic. Um, that's true. All right. I'm naming two. Um, and only because I use these two names in the campaign I do on Wednesdays that I had to cancel to do this. Thank you, Stephen. Bonebeard and Alehand as last names. Bonebeard. And uh, I would I would like to point out that the person I had playing um, Mr. Bonebeard 
decided that their character went by boner. Mm. I hate that. Obviously. So that's canon now. <laughs> yeah. You think that they you think that that bonebeard got the call sign bonebeard? Like you think there's only one bonebeard trucker? No, he goes bonebeard 62. Or... He goes by No, nah, it'd be bonebeard 69. Go... Nice. Uh... Excuse me. Yeah, he goes by boner. Boner 1 over and out. <laughs> boner 1 over. <laughs> Smells like oh oxen head over. Uh, what sort of goods and materials are being hauled by these oxen? A lot of beer. A lot, lot of beer. <laughs> yep, of various types. I, I'm going to say that you mostly uh, see the beer coming towards you uh, from Helbardor to delve deep. Helbardor is known for their um, pilsners and um, like hefeweizens, so they only use like they don't make like fancy hipster beer. They make like really crisp, like classic. Um, like it's either light or heavy and it's all about just like having really, really like pure, like we're not adding any other crap ingredients. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what they're those are definitely in. two of the staples, uh, that produced by the monastery brewery mm-hmm. being the cloisters of honor, which is where you reckon that the princess is. We must see a lot of hops and like wheat going the other way then. And then I'd I'd also say that there are several like hipster clothiers. So like, cause like this is a new hip area that we were just like coming from, or it's like up and coming. So there's all these like young industrious people. Or do you yep, think that those are coming towards them, or do you think they're going away to spread the the trends elsewhere? I think it's a little of both. Like, there's a strong, like, local business thing kind of growing in this area, mm-hmm. for sure. It's a, it's a little of both. I, I, I can't, largely due to where I live and who I hang out with, I can't imagine that there aren't coffee shops. So, like, there's at least uh, one, like, caravan that's taking coffee. Like, yeah, like, that, nice that is, hipster coffee. Oh, for, like, third wave. So smooth. Mm-hmm. Like, the kind you have, like, cuppings for to, like, properly taste. Do you think that, do you think they have a setup to brew coffee on the, like, cart that they're pulling? Oh, and, like, hell yeah. Like, oh, people, people pull up and they're like, oh, hey, can I get a cup of Joe? And they're like, oh, yeah, you gotta try this. And then everyone goes, who's Joe? And then at least one person from a distance goes, Joe Mama. I'm, I'm very, very sad that you went with a Joe Mama instead joke. Of instead meta. of Meta. Yeah. No, it's Joe Mama. And that's a shout out to my students. You're welcome, TC. <laughs> now I got to leave that in for TC's steak. I know. That's why I Thanks said Thanks for all it. you do to the campaign, TC. TC, I, uh, I, I reiterate, TC is the real hero. He is still caught up and still talks to me about episodes Aww. and left us an incredible review on the itunes Ayy. uh yeah so some of these beans uh on this coffee cart are surprisingly expensive i'll say this particular strand of bean was um was gr- grown at a remote island down in alvadar mm. yes yeah, so it's been untainted see with all the cross-pollination for those normal beans that you get over uh, from like the cleared labyrinth, the bees just been cross-pollinating, polluting the strands. But this one has been particularly cultivated and kept pure for millennia. Is this what the You've dwarf? You've got to try this. How? Like running the like pulling the cart is telling us. <laughs> no, he's just telling no. that. He, he's telling that to literally anyone who will listen to him tell it. <laughs> he's just saying it as he pulls the cart. Like it's just announcing yes. to the world. As if it's in conversation with somebody. He fits that into the conversation every time. Uh, ma'am, would you uh, would you like to try uh, a sip of this, please? Uh. This incredibly smooth 
coffee. Uh, I mean, why not? Uh, Arik hops in and definitely takes a sip. I think Marlinda does tea. I mean, that doesn't mean she can't <laughs> now. Yeah. I mean, new arc, new you. Well, I'm trying to like be canon. <laughs> yeah, but remember, it's more canon. You could so start yeah. drinking yeah. coffee <laughs> now. <laughs> this is, uh, yes, the, the elders of more canon have declared it so. Okay, um. Uh, I don't know if I've had coffee before, but I'll I'll, I'll definitely try this. Well, like hold tea? on. This, it's kind of like tea in that it's instead of leaves that are steeping, they're like bean bits. Okay. But if you have no understanding of coffee, perhaps this would be better suited for somebody with a more refined taste. Um, Excuse me. So, <laughs> so Joe, what what kind of flavor palette are we is? Because Auric is like now pleasantly sipping this coffee because it's hot. I <laughs> I'm going to say that you uh, like took this off the cart. Like the guy definitely didn't hand you a cup to sip. <laughs> that would not be the the smart thing to do. But he, he turns around and says, uh, are you enjoying that, ma'am? Um, Auric like pauses for a moment, deciding whether or not to re- to respond to... The the misgendering, because like for for the listeners, I don't remember the last time I described myself. Um, Arik currently has. Oh, if you go to the Discord, you can see. I guess I should. You could throw it up on the Twitter or whatever. Oh yeah. Not because it's good, but because it is hard. But just for reference. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, but Arik like is fairly androgynous in their appearance, having uh, at this point long dark hair dyed dark it was already brown but like it's definitely black right now because hashtag emo um and they have some um eye makeup and nail polish um so they like i don't know i suppose look fairly feminine Arik decides for this like first moment on a passing encounter that it's just not worth it to try to correct this person um were it with someone that they like spend more time around and that like it was gonna be a repeat occurrence, they worry about it, but the moment gives them pause for sure. Um and then just like as a mild show of like defiance, Arik decides to enjoy the flavor anyway, even if they don't. <laughs> should should I roll to see if Arik is enjoying the flavor? <laughs> Uh, yeah, go for it if you want. Sure. sure. But, uh, should I add anything to this, or should I just let it be? Absolutely not. How about how about I roll a d6, and evens is yes, and odds is no. Sure. No. <laughs> Ulrich is not enjoying this flavor at all, but is definitely pretending to. Can you give me a deception check? Absolutely. I rolled a nat 20. Um, what Damn. a waste. Ugh, I'm so salty about that now. But yeah, so like, I definitely look like I'm having a grand old time with this. That's great. It appears as though your palate is one with the royals. This coffee per cup sells for 15 gold. Oh, shit. Uh, um, That's expensive. Arik has, like, has the impulse to immediately spit it out, like, cartoonishly, <laughs> like, poof, and then the, the thought of how, ex- like, how much money they're spitting out occurs to them and so they stop themselves from doing so you look over on the cart and uh see that it is clearly labeled (laughs) or 15 gold per cup you dumb and then like per pound that's boy a lot uh 
How many? Yeah, how many cups can you make from a pound? Let me of look real Well, quick. it's also different if you buy like already made steeped or not steeped, but already brewed coffee versus Ground. just like beans. So yeah. one ounce of coffee is per for every hundred milliliters. A uh, hundred milliliters is a twentieth. Uh, one pound equals a... four hundred and fifty-three grams. Okay, so this is about yeah. So this is three quarters of a pound. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm teaching conversions next week too, which is why this is even funnier. You also have a math degree. <laughs> yeah, but I don't use it. So how many how many grams is in a cup? <laughs> 340 divided by 20 uh, serving. So there are about 17 servings of coffee in a 12 ounce bag. So multiply that times 1.25. A pound of coffee gets you about 20 servings of coffee. So 20 cups of coffee. And that's like times also that fifteen dollar so retail that's, price. So that's three hundred. So that's three hundred dollars a bag. One pound of this, ma'am, sells for three hundred gold. Whew. Well, I appreciate you letting me just taste test Try this, it. and then I like set it back down and like wipe off the top of the cup. You're gonna have to give me some sort of check for that, bud. <laughs> I wonder how expensive of cups he's using to serve. <laughs> They're just Dixie cups. <laughs> You know how if you like like get a good impression of somebody and you just kind of immediately like them, you might forgive them some small grievance like this? Um, I don't know what to call that, but like that's what I'm rolling right now. Like I'm I'm like hoping that they that this person thinks I'm like kind of cute and like pleasant. Give me a What's a good charisma based skill? I mean, I could just roll a flat charisma roll cuz honestly, it's it actually it be it be performance. That's what yeah. it would. That's what it would be. <laughs> How's a uh, seven treating you? Oh, buddy. It's not treating me, ma'am. <laughs> Don't worry, friend. How much do we owe you? Let's see. He picks up the cup and looks about how much is left. And how about seven gold? I hand over seven gold, but I don't like it. <laughs> I I definitely like give uh, Grimton a hug and say thank you. Just like Steven the person. Y'all, I barely have 15 gold to pay on bills. Turn to the rest of the party. If we keep spending at this rate, I will have no gold by the time I get to help. How room? <laughs> it's okay. Maybe we can go gong farming again to get more. Gr- Grimton, where did you get this money? I started with it. I just haven't spent it. Right on. You just had a wallet full this whole time, huh? It's never really become relevant. Yeah, sort of like the fact that I have no money doesn't become relevant until Speaking it is. of things that we don't know about Grimton, you have yet to, like, look at any of your manuscripts or tell your party about that whole adventure? Oh, yeah. They don't need to know the details, but... You say out loud, talking to yourself. <laughs> the yep. details of what? I, I'm i gonna assume we've, like, we're not around people? Like, have we... You can space out enough that... Are we earshot? You're gonna have yeah. to give me a stealth check to some degree, but... Low DC, maybe... That's Yessi rolling with his dark silver forged dice. I believe the dragon steel silver. Yes. Ah. Yes, I hear they're five and a half times heavier than your standard plastic dice made of a cast zinc alloy. No shade to Chessex, but these are way better. You could, <laughs> If you were to throw this at somebody, it would hurt. So Very would swallowing it. Also... Yeah. I think I think no shade to Chessex, but these are better. Should be Dark Silver Forges. <laughs> 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 oh <my God. laughs> Dark Silver Forge. 
no shade to Chessex, but these are better. <laughs> that's, that's like exactly why I love them. Like, so that's a thirteen on stealth. Okay. Um, while we were all doing our own thing earlier, was this earlier today? Was this yesterday? We'll say earlier today. Earlier today, I was able to retrieve something important that I'm pretty sure uh, Grace Under is going after and is a family heirloom of mine. I'd retrieved my grandfather's manuscripts, his battle manuscripts. Ooh. I haven't taken a look yet, but uh, they may come in handy, if for no other reason than preventing them from being in Grace Under's control. While you're looking around, um, gauging to see if anybody heard that conversation, I think one of the groups that you're able to identify is a team of maybe like two dozen dwarves loaded on a cart ahead of you um some ways and give me a perception check just to like everybody yeah everybody just to like see how well voices are carrying in this tunnel seven that's a big fat no my random number generator generated a 20 is that a dark silver forge random number generator (laughs) unfortunately because i still don't know where the hell my dice are i think i'm just gonna buy another one i really want the rose gold anyway i want the dark alpha set so bad they are the coolest not that i'm dissatisfied with my cthulhu gold set from overhearing your conversation uh you can tell that this group uh, has some sort of beef with an organization known as uh, Huwu. How do you spell that? H-U-W-U. <laughs> Huwu. Uh, that's an acronym of some sort. Okay. For uh, for hindering progress, this group is currently being driven to Hawarum to break a strike that's going on there. Interesting. Hey, guys, it looks like these people are going um, the same place we are, but for a completely different reason. Oh, what's their reason? Uh, to break a strike? Hmm. Not are sure the, who's striking. Are the monks not making beer right now? Yeah. Oh, that would be unfortunate. Why would monks be striking? Well, uh, I mean, we've seen people bringing the beer towards uh, Delve Deep, right? So it doesn't seem like that that would be what the strike would be about. But That's true. You're right. Either way, I mean, we're all going to the same place, so we'll figure it out. Maybe we should listen and see if they say more. Maybe maybe someone get get closer and, and listen listen more sneakily. Or non-sneakily. Auric takes it upon themselves to do that. Are you going to do it inconspicuously? Stealthily. Woo! Oh, yeah, that's a 25. So tell me what this looks like when you... Uh... When you polymorph into a dwarf... <laughs> no, nah, it's like in Skyrim when you just squat and are invisible, essentially. Yep, 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 yep. Um, no, that's not what I do. Must have been the wind. Because um, they're on a cart, right? They're on a, like a really big cart, and we're walking. Yes. So I'm imagining this cart, like if you imagine like a truck bed, like a big one, like everybody's facing inward towards each other. Little old me, and I am little. I just am able to like walk kind of up next to the cart in such a way that like. Nobody else would look at me as suspicious, but I, with my big old ears, can hear what they're saying above me. But because of their angle and how like low to the ground I am, they can't actually see me. Ah. You hear the name Herdearth Underground Workers Union. I knew it was Herdearth Workers Union. And you can tell that there's there's some sort of animosity with uh, some gnomes going on right now. Oh. Can I discern like what 
clan. I guess it'd be the you would know him. It's a UT name, right? Yeah, That's the only yeah. one that makes sense. As as in like the people striking have beef with gnomes, or the people going to break up the strike. The scabs have beef with gnomes. Mm. Okay. Um, I guess I don't necessarily do anything with that information right now, but it is now information that I have. Do I do I glean anything else from this conversation? Uh, you got any more questions that need to be answered? I mean, I'll let you ask one more qu- specific question, and I'll try to give you an answer to hmm. it. So, just to make sure I've got my facts straight before I do that. And they're going to Haram to break up a strike that is there. And the strike is being done by the Yatin Amran. But specifically, the is it the union that is striking? Or is it... Not necessarily. Not that you... You, you can tell that the group has animosity for both Herdearth Underground Workers Union and the gnomes uh, and the Yatin Amrod. I see, I see. Um, no, I think, I think I'm content with the information that I have, and so I'll just call it a, yeah, call it a day there, and gently sidle it back to my... It's, it's interesting that you say call it a day there, because... (laughs) Because we're in a tunnel. Because we're in a tunnel. Um, that wagon swaps drivers and continues on, even at this, like, rest point when uh, all the other caravans pull over at a place called Stopover. Mm-hmm. This journey between Delve Deep and Hawaram is normally two days long. So at this midpoint, there's this huge hall carved out to facilitate some sort of rest stop. This space could potentially house thousands of caravan, but tonight the hall is not anywhere near capacity. Uh, wagons are parked and setting up for dinner using charcoal braziers uh brazers i can never pronounce it i can never remember which charcoal one is the bra and which... i think brazier is brazier i think it's brazier yeah i think brazier is the bra yeah so like... is the lingerie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're using charcoal negligee uh, to, cook, <laughs> to cook their dinner <laughs> um, and the exhaust smoke lingers only momentarily in the high ceiling before being vacuumed away by some unseen air current uh, and I'm going to assume that y'all are also setting up for your dinner. Yes. Are y'all setting up watch during this time? Or are you content with the uh, flagging that you've been given to provide ample protection? It seems unnecessary. Uh, I would agree. Yeah, to, to keep watch. Like, it, that would be more inconspicuous than anything else. I can just, think. you know, meditate and do my thing. Yeah. Cool. Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you're here with us for episode 2.24. Sorry for the delay in this. Sorry for the delay in this episode. I was prioritizing finals and mental health. I greatly appreciate your understanding with that. This episode involved a lot of spontaneous lore building, uh, which is always a lot of fun. I find that the world is so much richer when more people help collaborate and create it. And this episode is kind of the epitome of that. For now. Sorry, for example, now we have uh, more information, or I guess information at all, about the coffee industry in Alvidar, something that up until this point did not exist. (laughs) Next week we're celebrating our third birthday, which we're stoked for. Uh, We just got off a recording of our yearly anniversary special, which will involve even more of that group world building. 
We want to invite your discussions of the plot and worlds to the Darkmore Podcast Network's Discord channel. There's a link to that down in the show notes. You'll also find wonderful DPN shows like Playing Out of Character and How Friends Roll and The Misadventures. We're a great community of friends. Thank you to each and every single one of our patrons who help make this show a possibility by covering all of our hosting costs. All patrons at any level are such a huge, huge help to us. We're an itty bitty tiny show, so each and every single dollar that you donate to us is a substantial percentage of what we can bring in. Uh, If you can afford to give, we would love your financial aid. There's a link down in the show notes. If you can't give in that way, we encourage you to find a podcasting app that allows you to leave any reviews. Five-star ratings help make this show findable and grow the audience. Our depth of storytelling here, we find it very rewarding, and we want to share that richness with more people. And it's a short episode this week. I'm sorry, uh, but let's get back to it. Thank you. I'm going to take some time to look over the manuscripts, though. Uh, if I remember right, according to the lore that you've written before, this details Gorbring's axe play and sword style, and also, either in this volume or, like, the the, the second additional volume um, that might be tacked onto here, uh, like, larger battle plans yeah. and tactics. Tell us about what makes Gorbring's axe style significant. I think he... Uh largely emphasized using a whole body movement to put as much power into the axe swings as possible and using therefore as little swings as possible to fell an enemy like instead of being more uh, chopping and uh, short sort of slashes there would be like large what might seem like twirls or even like leaps at enemies so that's interesting so it's slower more precise and decisive powerful axe blows rather than like hatchet work trying to reduce the amount of energy you take to bring each enemy down i can understand why that would be uh, a very very difficult skill to master because like in the longer the time in between those blows the more chance the enemy has to strike on you yeah i feel like yesi I could see Grimton doing the thing where you're like looking at it and like you're reading to yourself, but you still make out loud comments down again. Like, oh, that's cool. You know? Like old people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where, where like <laughs> nobody has to respond, but like some people, like Steven, they need to Auric, know. Auric not necessarily. There's an but, implied but, invitation for response. Yeah. I'm showing them the pictures. Well, and, and Alara's being a, a fiend for knowledge. What are you reading there, Grimtow? I don't see you ever reading much. That was a slap to his face about reading. <laughs> he just said Grimton can't read. I did not say Grimton can't read. <laughs> if you've ever seen, like, medieval manuscripts uh, about swordplay, like, there's a lot of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So that's the first thing that stands out. When you look at these manuscripts and actually go investigate Alar, so that there's very, very few written words. Manuscript. Oh, are we Googling it? Let's Google it. Oh, they are cool. Can you, uh, 
What, 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 what's this about? Oh, Alaris, this is what I was talking about earlier. Uh, my grandfather's uh, axe play and battle tactics. See here? And he likes pointing at a different axe strokes, if you will. How would you describe this fighting style? You, looks like a lot of There's spinning. some uh, connections to be made between actually your sword dancing. Almost dwarven blade song, in a way, which I think is really cool. There's a lot of emphasis in... Uh, using your body's momentum to strike and not stopping it at point of impact so that, you know, you're causing more damage per strike, if you will. That was a big emphasis. Joe, with this description of it sounding to Alaris like a dwarvish blade song, can I flavor looking at these manuscripts as how I learned to get a second attack? <laughs> Absolutely. Grimton, you too? Yeah, that works out. In that case, I feel like we're going to need to see some, like, mutual lesson learning grimton you've had these lessons before like your your grandfather would have taught you this but like it's been a couple hundred years yeah. since you've like heard it actually taught to you and so it's familiar but like it's still still foreign Alaris, you're a swordsman <laughs> let's spar you're a sword boy <laughs> let us spar all right let us learn. Arik definitely sits back to like watch this one. <laughs> also, as an aside, I, I also looked up the like swordplay manuscripts and stuff, and a lot of them are really cool. But you know how sometimes like Renaissance art is like really derpy looking and like body proportions are weird? Um, yeah, that's what I'm seeing right over here. There's a lot of that too, and it's really funny. <laughs> I would also describe it as derpy looking. It's cool though. Yeah. But like, some of this is silly. The artists of medieval manuscripts probably think that you look silly. I do. That's an objective <laughs> fact. So are we gonna like... Uh, do you want us to like actually roll? How do y'all want to do this? I mean, it's just sparring. Like, I mean, we're both... Yeah. Well, in that case, just paint us a word picture. Like, I don't, I don't expect a, a real battle to be fought. Yes, yeah, I think there should be some dice rolls to see who comes out less winded. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, yes, true. less yeah, winded. Yeah. Is this going to be, like, a constitution? Cause While y'all are yeah. doing this, does anybody mind if I run, get something to drink out of my fridge right I'm quick? I'm last making Pillsbury cookies right now. Ass-making? Ass I'm making them with my ass. I rolled a 20... A constitution check. Alaris? Though I feel like Alaris is definitely learning more quickly than Grimton would like. <laughs> like, this is his first time seeing the techniques and whatnot, but since he's a blade singer. So I rolled a 19. Oof. So that's going to be a 21. Oh. The, rolled a 19 oh. on the okay. Yeah. Okay, with rolls of that proportion, I'm definitely going to need some uh, incredibly well-choreographed imagery from both of nice. you. So Grimton is definitely, like, a little cocky going into this. Because, like, one, he's done this before, but also these are dwarven styles and dwarven techniques from his grandfather. Hey, what blade are you using right now, Grimton? I think I'd be using Tooth, just because it's an axe. He's going to start off by just being clever and trying to, like, sweep Alaris' feet. Alaris is going to jump over the, the swing on his feet, pirouette in the air, and land almost, like, behind Grimton. Wow. I'm definitely going to take that opportunity to just make a full, like, 360 turn and, like, swing my axe that way. Not violently, 
but yeah, you're trying to mock the blow, not actually yeah. land the blow. Alaris is going to be taken aback by the swing because he wasn't expecting it to be quite so like of a follow through, but is going to feed into that momentum and. As he's leaning back from that blow, try to copy Grimton's sweep the leg move on his own backward swing. Nice. I mean, Grimton is like turned around at this point because he like followed through a little too hard, and he's definitely going to fall down. Like it's going to clip his good leg. You got any good finishing lines for us? Well, I tell you what, Lars, for no, if you're picking this up very well, just the same old song and dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. That was everything that I know. Somebody stop him. Nobody stop him. No one at all. Uh, Steven, could you roll a d20 for me? Yes. 16. There are 16 people that you're able to see or paying attention in one way or another to that act of show. And you hear you hear some like awkward clapping. Yeah, I just simply say to them like, "Hey, you all are drawing a bit of a crowd here." I can't decide if that's more harmful than good. And then uh, you hear some shouts echo from the camp next door, like, "No, nope, that's not okay. You've got to give that back. That is too damn far." And then you hear the force of a punch, and someone collapse on the ground, and then. Uh, some crying and uh, somebody trying their best not to be heard. Who heard that? Oh. I'm going to say that Morlinde and Auric heard that as Grimton and Alaris are picking themselves up and like assessing what they did with the manuscripts. Yeah, stuff. like I definitely helped Grimton up and, and we go back to, or we're, we're starting to relook at more manuscript. So like stuff. how how far away is like... Just the camp next door. 20 feet? Like 50 feet? Yeah, 50 feet. Uh, we should probably go check that out, shouldn't we? Yeah, Auric is going to at least sneakily like maybe go assess the situation just a little bit. Yeah. 